Welcome back to episode two of The Star Report. My second guest is Eva Smith, who is ex-Bottega Vanessa PR and communications assistant. Eva started her journey into PR in 2019, where she first began as a PR and communications intern. Like myself, Eva did spend some time fashion adventuring, pursuing other avenues such as styling and buying, but found her passion in PR, resulting in her working for luxury goods company, Kering's Bottega Vanessa. I first came across Eva on LinkedIn, but through seeing we had mutual contacts and the fact that we were both quite entry-level in our careers, I thought she'd be the perfect guest to bring on to the Star Report. Her journey into the fashion industry and where she currently is within her career is one we can all learn from. In today's episode, myself and Eva will discuss her journey into fashion PR, landing her first internships and how she went about doing this, some of her favourite projects that she's worked on because PR is all about campaigns and public relations, which means lots of cool celebrities, how she landed a dream position as a PR and communications assistant at Bottega Vanessa, and of course, the Star Report special of Drab or Fab. I do hope you enjoy this episode and learn from Eva's story as she gives some epic advice. I appreciate every single person who takes the time to listen and please leave feedback or a review as I would love to hear what you think. Be sure to follow the podcast at The Star Report for episode updates and our social media at The Star Report on all platforms for fashion fun. Hi Eva and welcome to The Star Report. Would you like to start by introducing yourself and telling us what it is you do within the fashion industry? Yeah, of course. So as you previously mentioned, I'm the former PR and communication assistant at Bottega Vanessa. Um, It was a great experience, even though it was during COVID. Um, So yeah, but now I'm back at university in my final year. I study at the University of Southampton in fashion marketing and management, which is quite a broad um, course in fashion. So you learn a lot. Um, I've got my dissertation coming up, which is kind of scary. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, literally, <laughs> like, have to have my report done for it by next week. So I'm literally like, oh, craziness being a student again. Um, but yeah, I've got that. I'll graduate this year and then hopefully dive back into the industry, getting a job somewhere. Don't know where I'll end up, but yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know what fashion... PR and communications is like what what is it so PR is basically helping a brand have a positive brand reputation positive image everything that comes out of a brand will pass for a press office you don't want any bad PR for a brand so yeah it deals just with getting the brand to have a good reputation and building sort of awareness for the brand for people that might not know in the public and for their own consumers so it's a very fast-paced industry being in a press office especially in fashion <laughs> but um yeah I know if you are up for like the challenge of that then it's definitely a career that a lot of people enjoy. Did it take a while for you to decide that was the path that you wanted to pursue or did you kind of always know because that is like a very not a niche one I feel like when you're in the industry you know about PR yeah but before sure, you but come into it people. yeah like yeah, before yeah, you come yeah. into it it's not the typical route that people would kind of yeah, away. I feel like it's not one of those jobs that you wake up when you're four years old and you're like, I'm going to be a fashion PR assistant. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like yes and no. Like when I was growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be in some sort of creative industry like that didn't have to necessarily be fashion, even though my mum loves luxury. I love luxury. I used to always adore her bags and everything like that. You know about taking bags from mummy's collection. Yeah, I literally steal them all now still. So, um. Literally, when, when Christmas comes, I was like, yeah, watch me get mum. I'm like, get mum this bag. You don't know, yeah. I'm, I'm plotting how I'm going to use it. I'm plotting how I'm going to use it. Yeah, so, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be in a creative industry. I looked into maybe going into, like, TV or film or Something like that. At sixth form, I studied um, art, ICT and sociology. So I didn't do any sort of fashion-y course, I guess, in sixth form. But yeah, I also knew that I wanted to be in the creative industry, but doing something that's business or management or marketing. So I guess PR does come under that umbrella. So when I was looking at uni courses, I found the one I'm at now. So I jumped right into it and... Yeah. So it was more when you got to sick from the kind of knew it was the more PR side of things that you wanted to do. Yeah, I knew I wanted to be in business. I didn't know probably until my first summer when we interned that PR was the exact job role that I wanted to be in. I knew I wanted to be in marketing, but yeah, so I feel like yes, I know. I kind of knew what I wanted to go into, but not the exact role. So 
everyone kind of knows that when you're getting your fashion start, you have to intern. Like, yeah, I think it goes sure. without saying. Yeah, even though there's nepotism well. in the industry, most people do intern, even if it's like they intern with somebody that's like their mum's friend or something like that. Yeah. But did you, how did you go about finding your first few internships? Was it easy? Was it hard? Yeah, for me, to be honest, I didn't find it too difficult. I know some people find it quite stressful finding internships because obviously we know fashion is super competitive industry I know all industries do have competitive roles but fashion is super competitive so many 100%. people want to be in it so my first ever internship at uni in my first summer I was ready to get in and learn more that wasn't just sort of in like a lecture theatre yeah was at IPR London and it was a really short internship and I actually found it on Fashion Worky oh I love that website yeah love Fashion Worky so much and I feel like it just is such a good website. Nearly all my internships that I found online have been through it. So I literally will shout to the rooftops about Fashion Worky. I think it's a great website. So yeah, I found IPR London through that. I was there for like a week or so. And it was really interesting being in like a agency environment because when I was researching like brands and stuff, I thought maybe if I wanted to work in PR, it would be more like in-house yeah so yeah it was really good working in just uh in, in an agency, agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it was a good environment like everyone was like young there like fun so yeah oh, that's lucky yeah it that's was really, really good after that I was at Tom Ford again for a short period of time but like I know we were previously speaking about this like yeah. before today I think it's really important to do internships even if they're well work experiences maybe you could call them even if they're two three days or a week because yeah. every little helps yeah every little helps because you know I was even just about to ask you when you finished speaking about the IPR thing how did you go about landing something with nothing on your CV like a lot of these requirements will be saying yeah we want you to have previous yeah. PR experience I always say it's wording literally yeah. how you sell yourself on the CV 100%. or resume means yeah. everything because when I was getting my first few opportunities I had nothing on my CV I think the, the resume I think the thing I had maybe was like I was part of the school paper yeah but even that's was like a shop assistant or something like that so yeah it's, literally literally the it's same. nothing dramatic but it's like why do they need to give you a chance when it's so competitive yeah. they have how many applications yeah why are they choosing you so I think it's about selling yourself and yeah. wording it in the right way kind of yeah 100 percent. so when I went to IPR I sent in my CV and something that I did that I think maybe helped get my CV into the person that was looking to recruit the intern yeah. was merging what their keywords are kind of on their job spec with what the skills I have. I've heard of this. How do you do that? So I've always heard that like if you if they say they want someone that's like highly proficient in CMS tool of WordPress. So do you now go and put WordPress in your CV? Well, obviously don't copy and paste it. And if it's not true, don't put it in your CV. <laughs> I feel like it's the main thing to remember. Learn but the hard way. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> but if, for example, they're after someone that's organised, I'm sure once in your life you've been organised. Like, was it leading a team at uni? Was it, I don't know, in a school play? Something like that. Like, I'm sure there's a time in your life that you've had to use that skill. So literally get thinking and put it on your CV. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did to get at IPR London. Then after those two experiences in my first year summer, I went to Galvan. Galvan, I literally love as a brand. I'd never heard of them before. Me neither. I saw them on Fashion Worky for the first time and I kind of went to go look into them after. Yeah, so I had never heard of them before and um, I absolutely love them now. They're such a nice evening wear company. Their pieces are literally so amazing. Really nice, really yeah, elegant. Super, super nice. So yeah, I was there for about two months, which was good. So I got, in that summer, I got the experience of being able to intern for a week and like two weeks, like small period of time, but also for two months where you get to learn so much more. But I think the only thing of two month internships is that you've got everything under your belt by the last week of your two months yeah, and then off you go. Like you finally learn it all and are really yeah. confident. Then you've got to go back to uni or change internships or whatever. So yeah. So which one do you think you enjoyed the most? Um, I feel like obviously I liked all three of them. And it was great to see in-house versus agency perspective in such a quick amount of time. But I did really enjoy Galvan just because I learned so much there. Yeah. I was there for a longer period of time. So I got to know 
the like different departments and the teams and stuff like that. Yeah, so I feel like that's really important. Like when you're interning and things like that, especially when you're interning at smaller companies, because obviously you've worked at huge companies. Yeah. When you're working at when you're interning and working at smaller companies, it's like you can speak more to people that are in the buying team that you yeah. wouldn't necessarily be able to encounter if you were at a huger a huger place because everyone's just so busy. Not saying yeah. they're not busy at smaller places, but it's like you're yeah. more likely to have a smaller team, so people are more likely to be more interactive. Yeah, definitely more like a community feel, I guess. So, yeah, no, I really enjoy my time there I learned a lot when I was there and it was nice because I got to connect to like the New York office and stuff like that so yeah it was a good experience being there and then after that finished I came straight back to uni so yeah fun this uni thing seems like <laughs> seems like a damn place like you'll have no. such an amazing summer that it's and back, back, back to, to uni. uni no to be fair I loved uni in first and second year so much I learned so much like I said for my course it's super broad so you can do things from styling to merchandising to buying PR like everything in my course so I loved it in second and third uh, first and second year sorry now I'm back in third year and don't get me wrong I am glad being back but I'm excited to get into the world of work again yeah. so I sound like I'm making uni a damper but I'm not I loved uni so much and I when I was 18 like all I wanted to do was move away go to uni I've literally made my best friends at uni so it is a good experience too <laughs> no it's not all bad so a question I always get asked on this uni note is basically do you think you needed a degree to do exactly what to do the Bottega thing. Yeah. Did they did they care about your degree or was it more your experiences kind of worked you up to the yeah. level that you could actually apply and know you might have a shot? Yeah, so this? with certain companies, like I know a, quite a few luxury companies now like Tom Ford and Bottega, you have to be a student to intern there. So you have to have it through your uni. Like I got the role myself, but you have to be... A, like actual student like yeah. registered to do what's that internship. thing called um is it like a what's it what's that year when they when you take a year like out? year in employment yeah yeah so yeah. you have to be a student so I know if it's like some companies that has to be like a requirement I yeah. guess so even if you're the best candidate in the world like it's a shame because sometimes you have to be at uni or in a college or something yeah um but then up like IPR I don't think you had to be a student so if you're a student or not, there's going to be opportunities out there either way for you. Yeah. So in terms of internships, you said you were at IPR, you said you were at Galvan, you said you were at Tom Ford for a small amount of time. When you came out of those, obviously you went back to school, landing your next internships, was it contacts at these places? Because I always say it's so important that you keep in contact with the people that you've interned with. Yeah, no matter sure. if it's like only a few days or if it's yeah. like a month a year you better keep on contact yeah. but like you never know because I was getting pitched left right and center kind of after my internship because like I'd go to events with the people I was interning with mm -hmm. or there'd be kind of you know when you're in an agency like press days and stuff like that yeah. you need to put things out you meet people you from meet there people. people like oh yeah this is our little in this is our intern Sharon <laughs> um Sharon I'm done in a few months like can I maybe come and intern with you was yeah. that how you kind of got your next one or was it more did you go looking again so for my next ones after that I so when I was at uni, every opportunity that I got, I wanted to intern. So when it was the Christmas period again, I went off and interned. But that internship, again, I got through Fashion Worky. But Galvan, I actually got through, like, word of mouth. Okay. And it wasn't through, like, networking at my internship. It actually was through a guest lecturer that came to our uni. Oh. And um, so basically, before I went to IPR London, she was taking us for that semester and so I went up to her and I was like, hi, like, I know you follow IPR London. I probably sound like a bit of a stalker. Oh my gosh, I'm, su I'm such a stalker. Like, we, <laughs> it's so bad. But I feel like, I feel like there's some sort of flattery in it. Because you know what's happened to me? Like, someone's yeah. like, I saw you wrote a piece for this. I was like, oh, you, yeah. you, know, you know what I do? Like, yeah. kind of get big headed about it. <laughs> Not too great. But yeah, I do like it. I do yeah. kind of like it. So I went up to her after our, like, session, tutorial thing, whatever we had. And I was like, I see you follow IPL London. This was before my intern, the interview with them, even though I got that free fashion worky. And so she was just telling me um, that she's at work with them previously and stuff. And then after that, when I finished at IPR and Tom Ford, she was like, um, I have a friend of a friend who works in PR at Galvan. They're looking for an assistant. Do you want to um, get in contact with them? So that's how I got Galvan. So even though they seem to advertise on like LinkedIn and probably fa like, like you said, fashion yeah. worky, I got that through a connection, yeah. um, which was good. But then after that summer, when I went and did buying at Hobbs, that was again through fashion worky. So. Yeah, I feel like people actually kind of do underestimate the power of networking 
working. Yeah. Like, look at that. You, this was a guest lecturer. Most people, after they've asked questions in the lecture, they'll just let the woman or the man just walk out, yeah, you know, you keep it moving. so many good opportunities, like, from whatever like just always make yourself known I think is like so key yeah because at the end of the day they've brought this guest lecture in because they have experience doing Mm. what you're basically studying to kind of do so yeah but I know I was talking to a mentor of mine like when I first kind of started interning I was messaging everybody and anybody who I could who who would basically (laughs) take the time to talk to me basically and you know in terms of confidence it did really help me build my confidence because now I'd be going places and I'd be like able to name drop people and it's like oh you know that I'm like yeah I know that they know me (laughs) but um it was kind of very daunting. Like after my first internship, I felt so inclined to already be at something else. And it's like, when you have that little pause, it's like, oh, no one wants me. Mm-hmm. Why does no one want me? But I feel like it's really important to remember that like one day the people you meet and the experiences that you've gained will actually make you mm-hmm. the best candidate for your next internship. Like it doesn't matter if you've had one and then you might have to stop for like yeah, a, while, a little whatever. while. They're yeah. very competitive. Like mm-hmm. I know I was with a company once. They had a, a junior design intern mm. ship going, 300 applicants, mm. one position. Yeah, super competitive. And then they have to go through all of those. Yeah. And I even saw them, when they were filtering out um, resumes, <laughs> I, I saw the um, the HR team just filtering out resumes and like, yeah, yeah we just know it doesn't meet the candidate. Like when they say things like, you know, in job descriptions, they'll say, uh, do you have this? And ticket, like on fashion work, especially, it'll be like, um, yeah. do you have a driver's license mm-hmm. or do you have a degree in something specific? And if you tick it or if you don't tick it, you can't even send the application in. Mm-hmm. That's how HR and departments like that have been starting to kind of filter out people. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying requirements and stuff, yeah, push it. Because I've pushed it before. I've applied for things without a degree mm-hmm. and I've gotten interviews and things like that. But if you know that most of the criteria are not meeting, it's like always apply because it's always worth a shot. Yeah, always apply. But know that they're saying it for a reason because there's going to be people with those Mm -hmm. things that are going to have the kind of experience that they're asking for so don't be too discouraged if you're applying for bigger things and they're not kind of working out because I'm sure you applied to a ton of things and they didn't work out like when I so the most ones I ever applied to I was actually really lucky when I applied to IPR because when I was looking for summer internships I actually only applied to like less than 10 which like isn't that many in the grand scheme of things yeah but when I took a year out of uni to work, I had it in my head that I didn't want to come back. I didn't feel like I was ready to come back and do third year of uni. Yeah. Which I'm kind of grateful for because it was COVID year. So <laughs> I feel like it, I would have had to do it at home anyway. So yeah, I'm really grateful for the time that I took out of uni. Yeah. But when I was applying to Bottega, even though Bottega was one of the first brands that I applied to and it was the one that I wanted the most because like, I love Kering so much, I really wanted it. I thought so many people are going to apply to that. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So I applied to probably over 40 placements, internships, and messaged on LinkedIn, emailed so many people. Like I literally had a spreadsheet that would go down, down, down. Like So many um, HR managers, PR managers, talent teams. Um, so, yeah, really competitive, but you just need to put yourself out there. Yeah, especially because it's such a fast-paced industry. Mm-hmm you can come and go like that. Like we all know designers who have come and been the the thing of the minute and then disappeared the the week. So I think it's important to always remember that people do remember little things, especially in an industry that you're going to have your double wear party moments, that you're going (laughs) to need that kindness. I remember fashion week was the biggest overwhelming thing for me and I think someone came to me and they're like oh you're doing so well like for how, how old you are you're doing so well and I was like yeah. those little bits of kindness when um I saw her application to come to the company that I was in February I kind of just said oh yeah just give her an interview and like we haven't really looked through her thing like that I was like no but like she's a nice person I remember her name yeah. and if I'm remembering her name in a sea of like people, of people that have all these yeah. accolades it means that you're doing something right it means mm. that you can't be remembered because I'm sure you've had your own kind of moments where yeah. they're double wear prodding or like that yeah, kind of sure. is making I feel sure. like when you're at the start of your career the main thing to remember is just be like the best version of yourself like Literally. obviously I was at Bottega for a year you're not gonna be like happy and non-stressed every minute for like 12 months like you're gonna have days where you wake up and you're just like oh I just would rather like be in bed today or something <laughs> but you just need to get up and smile and just like get on with your day and be lucky for the opportunity that you've been given yeah so. because I feel like it's something that I always try to remember so many other people would kill for to be in opposition I remember I was at a place I don't even think I could say where the place was because it would just be so like bad you know yeah. what I mean but I was at a place and it's like we were talking um, we were working and I think 
the deadline was coming mm. and maybe the interns weren't moving fast enough. And she's like, there's people that were killed to be in your place. Like, you can be replaced right now. And it's like, you need to remember, you need to work. <laughs> you need to work, yeah. you need to work. But I think it's just like, in fashion, I feel like it's work hard, play a lot harder. Because yeah. like, when events come and industry times you always like to get be... super fun experiences as well so. and swag bags <laughs> i've had so many swag bags especially you in pr you've probably received a lot of cool like little swag bags that yeah. you can get when you're going to events and things like yeah, that. yeah i went to so like another little interning thing like literally a few months ago after Bottega, i literally had a summer before i um went back to uni and i was just like getting bored on my own i was like i need to do something even if it's for an internship so i worked at um, M&P models just like modeling agency during fashion week in September even though it wasn't as crazy as it usually is because of COVID, COVID yeah. they had so many like sponsored bits of the goodie bag they gave me after I was like Whoop. <laughs> I've received so many luxury shampoos like from companies I've never heard of from companies I've never spent that much money on I'm like oh this is yeah. I know why you guys are charging this yeah so I know you fashion adventured before you kind of went straight into PR I always say fashion adventuring is so beneficial. You know, I did it. I've had experiences in kind of a, every kind of bit of the field. Yeah. So I know what I love and I know what I find really hard and kind of what I'd steer away from. Talk yeah. me through your kind of fashion adventuring. Yeah. So times. like I said, when I started before going to uni, I knew I wanted to be in a creative industry. But I'm not like a creative in the way that like, I can't design, I can't draw. I cannot draw to save my life. I can't. I can't. <laughs> do you know the amount of DMs I get on like Instagram? People that want to come do my course at uni, they're like, I want to do fashion marketing, but I can't draw. I'm like, do not worry, like you don't have to draw a thing. Wait, you just told me you did art. <laughs> no, I did more like photography. And oh, okay. Like, yeah, it <laughs> came under art. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I cannot. Trust me, I literally can't draw. I'm yeah, I did bad. textiles, but it came under art too. So yeah, I guess so it's <laughs> like yeah, I can do everything except the drawing part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I started wanting to be in the creative industry. So in maybe my last year of sixth form, my mum was in contact with someone and they needed someone to come and shadow someone at Fred Styling for two days. So I went and did that. And that's when I was like, okay, fashion is like what I want to be in now. Like that confirmed it before I even went and did fashion marketing at uni. What a place to shadow, Thread Styling. That's yeah. where you shadowed. That's actually really lucky. Yeah, it was like really, really, really good experience. Um, and then, so I did that. Did my summer, sort of crazy summer with all my free internships at like Galvan and everything. Um, went back to uni and then, like I said, in the December, I went to Hobbs, which again, I found through Fashion Worky. And when I was at Hobbs, I actually didn't do PR, I did buying, which was a big change for me. I never really had shown that much interest in being a buyer. Some of my friends are buyers now, like in the industry and they love it. And I think it was, it is a good job. Like people really enjoy it. I had a fun week there. And um, like obviously it was super fun because it was Christmas. So everyone was in like a joyful mood. Like all the team was so nice. Like I did actually have a really good time there. But it just confirmed for me that buying's not for me. But I didn't regret going and doing the week there because you learn that PR is like what I wanted to be in. And you still can like learn skills even if you're doing yeah. a role that you don't want to be in. That's hilarious though because when I did buying, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to turn into an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, there was a lot of spreadsheets. <laughs> I thought I was going to turn into, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know how they sit there yeah. with such enthusiasm. I love it though because I guess that's how they must look at other kind of careers in the industry. Think, yeah, I don't know how you sit there do that for long. You. They'll probably look at me when I was like, "Oh, I'd prefer being in PR." They're like, "You're a crazy girl." <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so after the buying, you said you were doing sorry what? Yeah, so I did buying for a bit. Confirmed for me that I don't want to be a buyer, <laughs> but it was still a really, really, really good experience, which again, like, I'm grateful for. Um, and then, so the same guest lecturer that I talked to, I have a really good connection with her now. And she's uh, like a stylist. So she allowed me to come on like a VIP, um, like shoot um, music video with her for two days, just like helping with samples and things. So again, like that came from networking with her just at uni, not even at an internship. So that was really fun to see styling. Um, and then obviously I went to like modeling agency just to see like the different side of fashion that's actually nothing to do with like showrooms and stuff. Yeah. So that was like super fun as well. So I feel like I've been... I've thrown myself into lots of different roles, even though I've got the most experience in PR, which yeah. I really like, so. Do you think fashion adventuring better prepared you for like your role as a Bottega PR and communication assistant? Because I always say that I'm so happy I got to proper put my feet in everything yeah. before I kind of committed to one thing. Because I always say it's so important that you love what you do because some days are going to be <laughs> days from hell. Yeah, especially Christmas. in like the September times, mm -hmm. the Christmas times and the retail years ending, it's like... 
it's gonna be a lot. So yeah. do you think it better prepared you for yeah, your times? Sure. Like, but take like off? you said, like it le- allows you to do roles that you can appreciate other people's roles and things, if you know what I mean. Like after I'd done buying and stuff, the buyer when I joined Bottega, like I appreciate his role because I could understand it, if you know what I mean. I always say that. You know when you're in a team and it's like, oh, um, I always used to be so um kind of I guess I'm about to diss myself kind of, but I always used to be so like one-headed kind of in this way where I not only respect the editor-in-chief, but you know when everyone else is saying things, you'd be like, yeah, but then the editor-in-chief says something, you're, you're grabbing everything and you're doing it for her. When I went to go and intern with these different parts, because obviously you know that people don't fully understand every role. Yeah. When you actually understand what they do, I think there's a different type of like appreciation that you yeah. have for them, especially when it's like Christmas times and the buyers are need to put final orders through, things aren't shipping in properly. I just remember yeah. they'd be so, under such stress of like, do you want a tea? <laughs> Are you okay? Even though it's no help at all, I'm not going to offer to maybe sit down and do a spreadsheet with you because no. <laughs> but I just feel like that really does yeah, make you have that appreciation. Yeah, to see their role and you gain like different skills in different yeah. um, like roles. So yeah, good experience. So you are the former Bottega, so you're the ex. ex yeah. You say ex in the industry. I never yeah. used to understand that. I used to see in people's bios like ex financial times and I've been thinking what's X but now I get it like former so you're the ex Vitega Veneta PR and communication assistant that's massive so congratulations for even getting that in the first time in the first place per se <laughs> but how did you go about doing that like you said it was through your school but what what was the procedures like how did that well, happen so my school allow you to take a year out but I actually found it like myself okay yeah um so yeah I knew that I wanted to take a year out so I started getting searching on LinkedIn jobs, making connections with people just online. Like we literally made friends like online. Yeah, like literally. literally the same with I was meshing talent teams, like I said before. So obviously I saw Bottega being advertised, like I really wanted to work there. So I started applying, applying, applying. I applied probably in I think it was maybe November time and they didn't want us to start until July. So it was a long time yeah. before they like started recruiting people if you know what I mean so that would be wait that would be a good note so you were in you were currently in your second year when you applied for it so don't wait till summer no literally applied early like especially if it's for like a placement year like they sometimes shut before the year that you're actually going to do it in so like get started early so I applied like November time and while that was happening I was having interviews with like other companies and stuff and then bit of a funny story in the January I think it was or maybe the early February I got a decline email from Kering from Bottega being like sorry your CV's not passed and I literally was like oh my god this can't be happening I'd be distraught I was like this is the brand that I want so (laughs) I was like I can't deal with this right now so I literally was like I'm just going to email their head of HR so I emailed their like talent team um and yeah, I sent her my CV and I was just like, hi, um, here's my CV, like a little bit about myself. I don't think I told her I got declined. I just told her a bit about myself. Literally answered me like in the first hour and I got an email call, I think it was from their talent team at Kering, not related to Bottega, yeah. asking if I wanted to have a call, like FaceTime. So had a FaceTime with her and then she invited me in to meet um, the PR managers. So obviously the people that I would be dealing and talking to with every day and sort of doing the work for so I came into the old Bond Street office and had my in-person interview literally super before COVID I feel like four weeks later we went into lockdown and then after that I think I had two more online sort of interviews and then end of February maybe beginning of March they told me that I got the role so I feel like that story I tell everyone because even though I was declined by them I ended up being one of two that got the role. So it's just, and think how many people apply, like. Yeah, literally, it would have been so. So, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a long process, so. So you mentioned getting in touch with the talent acquisition team. How did you go f- about finding the talent team? Because I didn't even know people did that, like me. Yeah. I'd normally look for the people that are at the head of the company, and I yeah. just kind of, not guess their emails, but I kind of do a little playing around with the email and how it could be. How did you go about finding the talent acquisition team's emails? Although I still connect on, I love LinkedIn so much. I think it's such a good platform. I've made so many, like I've met so many people through LinkedIn, like in person as well. I think it's a great platform. I message like PR managers, like PR assistants on there as well. But at the end of the day, I thought when I was applying, the people that will be dealing with your application are the talent team. So literally just looking up like 
caring talent, searching for a few people, and again, like you guessing their emails. I was getting some rejection ones sometimes. Yeah, but you know, I love the fact that they tell you though that this is not a real email. But like, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's not if it wasn't, <laughs> you're left in the dark a little bit, aren't you? Like, did but, they did they receive this? Do you yeah, think they received this? No, so yeah, I literally just did that. Um, yeah, you know, what I'm a bit bad for. Whenever I get an email back, if I'm, like, waiting to hear back from them, you know how sometimes they'll put, like, their phone number at the bottom? Yeah. I'll, like, call the next week. I'm like, hi, um, this is Sharon. <laughs> you spoke last week. Um, any update? Yeah. And it's like, before I used to be so embarrassed about calling, but then I spoke to my mum. Mum was like, their number is there for you to call them. Like, yeah. if they're not answering to your email and you want an answer, I feel like at can. the end of the day, I was like that when I started messaging people on LinkedIn. But at the end of the day, the worst that they're going to say is no or ignore you and yeah. so many other people are messaging them as well yeah why don't you like yeah I was like especially on that point that so many people other people are like so many other people are messaging you so I think it's important that you give that kind of information that makes you stand out like you know how you said that you say personal things that like you stalk them so you yeah. know kind of what's going on <laughs> in their lives and stuff like that obviously social media is what they want you to see mm. so saying things that they've put in their social media to show you're engaged with them mm -hmm. to put you on that edge because how many, how many people do you think message them hi I'd love to work with you mm. full stop showing that you're kind of interested in them as a person and their brand and what they do yeah. it kind of puts you ahead in that sense as well yeah literally like all I think if they say no okay the opportunity whatever it's fine like at least you know now do you know what I mean so yeah so obviously Bottega is an iconic brand you know Daniel Lee did an amazing job as a creative director there but your role as a PR and communications assistant talk us through a day in your life what would it be kind of so obviously in PR like every day is similar in the way for a PR intern that you have to do your role but at the same time it is different like sometimes I would go in the first thing that I would do is check for urgent emails flag anything that needs to be done ASAP so obviously with Bottega being an Italian brand Milan are a bit ahead of us in like time zones so they'd be up and raring to go for the day before us so just basically getting back to urgent things um um flagging I feel like in PR you need to be super organized so I go in put everything in the email folders that needed to be done, sort anything that needed to be done, um, and then got on with doing, like, send-outs. So, send-outs we would do every day to send in for, like, stylist call-ins, um, VIP shoots, things like that, or if something needed to go directly that day to, like, a shoot. So, for example, if you've got a super popular look and you need to share it over, like, two days for three different stylists like it's crazy like you need to send it out urgently so yeah I would get on with doing send outs just kind of organizing the showroom and then the rest of the day dealing with my role was to take in the request and coordinate um the looks from the lookbook to different publications basically yeah. so that's what I spent a lot of my day doing doing any extra like projects that like, we did quite a lot of gifting which was like super fun uh, but super stressful as well um so yeah doing that um coverage is a big thing as well looking at what publications we've been in um talking a lot with like editors all day on the phone or um emailing people so yeah it's a lot of emails a lot of chatting but yeah oh that's so funny that you say that I remember when I was a PR intern I spent like a whole day finding press coverage like clipping yeah, print and online yeah, <laughs> yeah clipping print things yeah dmr like yeah yeah using things like to find like everything fashion gps fashion gps yeah. super big i love that though i love it i feel like it's so it just makes so much sense whoever designed yeah. that is you're a godsend it's super good it is like a very organized system yeah. to keep all your samples where you need them to be okay so pr um so pr and kind of being with Bottega, PR is all about how you get your brand out there, the awareness that you bring with the brand, the kind of status of the brand. Yeah. And obviously being with someone as iconic, being with a company as iconic <laughs> as Bottega Veneta, how like would you more, what kind of campaigns were your favourites? Because obviously there's so many celebrities that have yeah. been seen in it, like Hayley Bieber wears Bottega, everyone wears Bottega pretty much, but you know, you've got Rihanna, Burner Boy, et cetera, all these people in it. So what was your favourite campaign or like what's your favourite thing that they've done that you've yeah. been kind of a part of? There was like a lot, even though my year was the COVID year. It was a shame because that like, we couldn't really go to events and stuff. Oh yeah. So that was like a big, like shame considering you're in PR, but at the same time, we had so many good opportunities. For me, I loved dealing with um, like VIP things. Like if a um, 
talent was going to end up wearing something on like a front cover I really liked working with like talents yeah so um yeah that was really fun and um working for like special shoots so if it's like a full eight pages of Bottega that was definitely stressful and fun because one you needed to get way more samples and looks than you needed to to the shoe yeah because the stylist might decide on the day that she doesn't want to use those ones yeah so like- yeah you need a lot of looks that a lot of people want at the same time to go to one shoot so although that was super stressful I feel like the stress when the like publication comes out and you actually see it it's like super worth it this was all worth it um yeah so one of my favorite experiences was definitely the day's cover it was my favorite editorials and I think it was shot in New York so it took a lot to get there Brexit and everything as well so the shipping companies no, this whole Brexit so. thing FedEx FedEx I was on the phone to yeah. UPS for maybe two hours I know it's because of the time I zone I deal with UPS FedEx are kind of helpful sometimes I used to be friends with some of the people the first, I was like it's me again people <laughs> from Bottega no uh, the time zone as well I'd always be the first one you know how like, they're five hours behind us like New York and places like that so it's like I'd call it'd be, yeah. it'd be like 5pm here the FedEx or UPS office in America has just opened an hour ago. I'm on their phone. Yeah. They're waiting. Who cares about the roaming charges? That's not important. Yeah. <laughs> the money is not important. That package needs to move and it needs to move no, now. You should have heard this, some of the conversations with me. I was like, I don't care. I was like, it needs to be there. They're like, what is, is it urgent? Is it like, a, what is the problem with the box? And I was like, it needs to go to a photo shoot. And it's super <laughs> urgent. The guy just didn't understand the urgency across the phone, but... Um, I feel like that's the life of a PR getting it to a stylist. Sometimes but, you have to name drop though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Bottega Veneta. Like, I will call your manager. <laughs> no, um, yeah, super stressful. But yeah, so Day's cover was super fun when it came out because I love the editorials um, and everything. Also, um, like, we had our Salon Zero One show. So that was like an event that did happen. So... I stayed at the office and was literally organising the whole showroom, sending samples out. Rosie Hunston-Whiteley, who I love, she attended it and I sent her samples that she like two hours or something before we went and she ended up wearing the look. So when I saw it in the press the next day, my mum was sending it. She was like, is this the look you sent her? And I was like, yeah. Like I literally, um, like it's good when you see stuff comes out when it's all like finally happened. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of good experiences, but yeah. So every assistant kind of has their nightmare story. Mm. I have my fair share that, you know, later we will share. <laughs> but have you had any kind of like really stressful hard days? Because fashion is glamorous, but it's also got its moments. Have you yeah. had like any nightmare experiences? Yeah. And I feel like that's something that people coming into the industry need to realise. Like so many people want to be in fashion. And don't get me wrong, like it's a super fun industry but it's like glamorized so much as well. Like people think you probably sit there all day and like you're a PR, like you go to events and stuff, but it is super difficult as well. Like I was with a brand and someone once asked me, so do they give you free clothes? I'm thinking, I wish, <laughs> I wish. You might just get where you'll go to an event. They might tell you to wear one of their bags because yeah. you know, let's do some more publicity, but it's not as. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like that is something people need to remember. But yeah, of course, like there were so many um, crazy moments. Like there was times where, I like for shoots I'd sent things to their call in and then a stylist that wants to change the looks or maybe the idea of the shoot changes which is like super exciting to see what's going to come out when it does but at the time you're like oh my gosh and considering so many brands maybe want certain looks it's like really difficult to coordinate and sort so yeah there was a time where I sent a lot of looks to a magazine and last minute, like a few hours before the shoot, we had to change it. So I had to sort all of that. I literally was running up and down the store. I literally probably looked like a headless chicken. Wait, everywhere. did the things not fit him? The person that was on the cover, did the things not fit the person? Uh, Why are you sometimes sizing issues, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but also sometimes it's just like a change of the creative direction. direction and they want different looks. But yeah, sometimes sizing is also like a major issue, especially if it's like talent and stuff. So is it sample things that Bottega would send or would they send actual product? So we had our showroom in London, which had like a lot of the collection, but Milan obviously had more. So sometimes we had to get things sent over from them. But that was like um, samples. So, yeah. So how do you think you coped with the stressful times? Because obviously it's a lot and, you know, you can't cry. There's no time to cry. Like, you know, maybe take your five minutes, but there's no time to cry, especially when things are really fast paced. You know, you've got them certain points in the year that are, fashion months like you know in this month we are all 
guns blazing. Mm. So how did you cope with those stressful times? Do you know what? I feel like I'm still learning that question a lot. I literally get so stressed out sometimes about things, but that is what I learned most at Bottega. Like the girl that walked into Bottega and when I finished my internship, it was actually two different people. Obviously, I was there for a year and in the grand scheme of things, a year isn't that long, but I learned so much while I was there, so much how to control my workload, control my time management, control my like prioritization. And if you work on making your skills the best you can and trying to make yourself the best you can in your role, I feel like it can help to limit the stress. <laughs> but there is always gonna be times, I guess, that are gonna be stressful either way and you've just got to get your head down and deal with it. Yeah, so. that's, that's, re- that's really good. Like, even I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> yeah, because I've completely agree with you like going into places and coming out of them yeah. I just realized I'm so much more resilient I'm so much more strong-headed like I know when I know something's right I know it's right and yeah. even though it's important to be able to adapt and change mm-hmm. you know knowing that you have that kind of confidence in yourself mm. even being because you know we're, we're, we're kind of like starting out like really starting out after the internship thing so it's like you might have that still little voice in your head that like I'm still an intern yeah. but like you need to realize you're not an intern they've hired you based on your experience mm-hmm. and the things that you yeah, know it's super important to remember that they've hired you at the end of the day and you just need to give it your best shot and like sometimes I think even if you're in your role and you've just made a decision and you're not the most confident in the world you just need to put on a front and just be confident fake it till you make it literally <laughs> So PR and publications have like a really close link. Like I know PR and journalists basically go hand in hand. Like a lot of PR people, they spend their breakfasts with journalists because, you know, public relations, publications. Yeah. In terms of features and things, did you always have, was it you would send things out to journalists or did journalists more contact you? How does that side of things work? Because I've always wondered. Yeah. So, well, speaking on behalf of that Bottega, obviously Bottega is like a pretty big brand now. So um, it was a lot of us getting sent requests from people and having to um, kind of like filter through the requests and things. Um, So yeah, it was a lot of just getting back to people, which was um, like really good. Cause when I was at other sort of smaller companies, although I wasn't having as much responsibility, we were sending things out more to people as well. So it's been quite nice in my short career so far to see like both sides of it. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Well, this podcast is all about obviously understanding what it is you do and kind of giving like a good like intellectual expertise on how it is you kind Mm -hmm. of do what you do so speaking on campaigns it's a great lead into my drab or fab feature which if you're new to the podcast drab or fab is when I basically me and my guests so Eva today will speak about like looks we've seen because you have to work in fashion you have to be up to date like I feel like in all my interviews I've ever been asked what fashion publications do you read or what where do you look like to get your news or yeah stuff like that. yeah that's another thing like before interviews I feel like you need to be super knowledge up like, like research on the company on their values on the industry on your role and just news that's happening so yeah so obviously in the job of fab feature we yep. speak about <laughs> <laughs> we speak about looks that we've seen and things that we've liked and I feel like euphoria is all the rage right now do you, do you watch it do you so care? since we start since we spoke about it recently like a few weeks ago I have slowly started to watch it which is quite bad of me because I feel like when you're in PR like you want to be up to date with everything that's and your job yeah literally <laughs> that's your job literally your job so you need to be up to date with everything like looking at upcoming and new talent but yeah so I've started it I need to get more into it but it's literally everywhere now like I feel like you can't miss it at all like I remember I'll be reading articles about it like articles about Every characters and things like that has done an article on it. it yeah but you know I feel like it's just that so wait having explained what euphoria is so if you don't watch it euphoria is <laughs> like I think it's like a I don't want to say like a do- is that a documentation of like different teenage lives like yeah, it's like a group of teenagers like, like yeah, yeah, discovering yeah. their like sexuality yeah. their like who they are because obviously being a teenager is a very confusing time like you know so many questions pass through your head and stuff like that I'm not even describing it very well I feel so bad but it's like they're kind of you're following the journey of like teenagers that are like navigating their way through the world and like becoming who they are and like finding their identities basically so obviously pun intended pun intended (laughs) the drabble fab features like what did you find drab and what did you find fab like fabulous you know cool yeah yeah, you get you get the name (laughs) so do you want to go first or should I go first? 
You go first. I'll go first. Okay, so I think my fabulous would have to be Maddie. Yeah. Only because she's like my spirit animal. She's what I wish I could dress like. Like yeah. they had this carnival scene maybe in season one. Yeah. Where she kind of wore this cut out thing from IMGR. Yeah. And like the side of her 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 leg was out and then like all her chest was out and I found things like that so gorgeous because obviously it's embracing the female body and I feel like that braces her character so well her style is literally just like her character yeah like literally naughty but nice yeah it, that's the vibe I get from Maggie no, I agree she's my fab as well is it fab <laughs> yeah who's yeah. your fab yeah like yeah. even like being an outsider before even watching the show like I feel like she's the face of the yeah she's what I'd see like, I saw her picture everywhere on literally every platform I went onto yeah. Instagram, everything like her black cut out dress, I think she wore it for yeah. New, Year. New Year's the New Year's party. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. I thought that was such good look. It even reminds me of this whole like Y2K thing that everyone's kind of doing mm. with the whole I think that's what they took inspiration from kind of like yeah. that more current time because obviously these are teenagers in current days like having current issues that most teenagers yeah. would face. Like I think a lot of the clothes were from IMG and IMG is a rocking brand. You know yeah, they embrace so they embrace the yeah. the female body like showing that you should show yeah. it off. Obviously I'm just not that confident yet but hopefully <laughs> one day I will be to be able to rock Maddie looks. Sure. And I think, I don't know, I think my drab would have to be like Cassie mm. only because she's who I resonate the most with which is so sad but like she just dresses really kind of like casual you know she apart from her halloween look which was kind of like the bra bustier and kind of stuff like that mm. but halloween is the day that you're meant to kind of be somebody else like yeah. you dress up as somebody else mm. but like her normal looks they're kind of like what i'd kind of wear so it's just like you know it's just normal for me yeah like, obviously like before when we were talking about before this podcast obviously i was researching everyone's styles and things and going back to um just like the fashion in the show um like the independent did like such a cool article saying it's like going back to Y2K again, it's so simple to like Gen Z, like how they're embracing everything. So yeah. I feel like that's why the show is like super popular at the minute. But yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm not too keen on her style as much, but... No. I feel like there is... Zendaya's style in the show is just so different to what I see her in everyday. Like mm -hmm. she, but she's. I feel like Zendaya's such an amazing actor, Act, yeah. actress. actress. Yeah, actress. Yeah, she's so, so amazing. She's just like everything she does. I'm just like, yeah. I love you. I'm not even up to date on the Euphoria series. I'm sure. Well, this is me as well. Like, I'm just slowly getting into. It. I feel like I'm behind the hype of everyone else. I find it. You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm a little wuss, but I find parts of it so scary. <laughs> like when Rue or Zendaya is taking drugs, I'm just like, I can't watch. <laughs> I can't watch. I think um, Fezco was like beating the Nate man oh up God. and I was like, I can't watch this. I have to stop. An intense viewing, for sure. Yeah. I have to stop. Like I stop. I may, it takes me like four days to watch one episode because I'll, <laughs> I'll stop so many times. But obviously, you've been in PR. It must be so cool to see kind of them wearing clothes from companies because you might be thinking in your head, oh, that's a good PR move. Like for a company that's often coming, like Wolf and Almighty, a lot of their clothes are featured in the series. Yeah. And I think that's such an amazing PR move on behalf of Wolf and Almighty because putting people, like putting such a popping show in yeah. your clothes, that, that, would that, be a P that would be a PR move. Yeah, right? like this is why I like PR because there's just so many different things that can come with it. And I think it's really exciting when you get opportunities for brands that can be in things that aren't just like online publications or print publications like it is really exciting where your brand can end up so yeah did you ever have like famous people like reaching out to you because well, you'd manage the kind of thing like about like them wanting to wear a look or something like that yeah so not necessarily not necessarily the talent themselves but more like their stylist yeah so obviously like that's why I again like love PR because there's like stylists that you see that you think oh my god they're like so cool and stuff that next day they're in your inbox so yeah no it is cool and it's nice seeing like um opportunities that talent come up and they've maybe said to the stylist so oh, I want to wear this brand or something so yeah no it is like really good so obviously you've kind of shown us what doing PR is and I think you've given such an amazing explanation of what it is so thank you so much because <laughs> I've kind of gone so much of a clearer idea of what it is but for those people that are like starting out, what's like one tip you would give mm. to like getting into it and like staying in it and kind of stuff like that? I think one would be take any situation with a pinch of salt, especially in crazy situations. Like you're going to be stressed. Your team might be stressed. Like just deal with every situation with a pinch of salt, if you know what I mean. And um, I know you said one tip, but I'm going to give two. Yeah, give, 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 <laughs> give as many as we, we yeah, can. I think when you're this isn't when you're in a role this is when you're looking for a role like 
rejection is fine and I always say like rejection is literally redirection like there's been so many opportunities that I've not got and at the time like I'm super sad about it but don't take it personally and every opportunity that comes I honestly believe will be like made for you so um yeah okay and let's throw it back to the start of your career Mm. what is something you wish you would have known before you kind of delved into the PR side of things like what's one thing or something you think you would have known um, you wish you would have known per se yeah <laughs> how long hours are fashion <laughs> nine no. to six is not a thing in the fashion industry no, I think you come like again like glamorize like I think you come into but I feel like this is in like a lot of industries as well like yeah. fashion's like known for it, I guess because like Devil Wears Prada like all these sort of films and documentaries and stuff but you have to work hard like you can't just go into a role and not work hard like you do have to put your all into your job and I think that's why it needs to be really important that you're going into a job role and a sector that you're passionate about because if you're not you're just not going to be able to live and survive but I feel like what's so nice especially with the fashion industry because it's obviously it's like you know you've got the beauty standards things are really changing especially with the the work-life balance I feel like more employers are starting to be a bit a lot more kind of compassionate about knowing that people have their mental health especially when you are like an intern like they understand that you're at the beginning of your career and there's been places and at Bottega as well where there's been things that I don't know how to do and if I make a mistake my managers have been like okay fine like you're literally a student and just make sure not to make the mistake again like just learn from it yeah at the end of the day you are young and these things are going to happen so I feel like just don't beat yourself down about anything bad yeah and I feel like when there is like you will have your employers or someone like that snap. Like, we, mm. in fashion, people do snap a lot. <laughs> I feel like one thing to do is, like, not take it too personally. They're not yeah. snapping at you personally. They're snapping about the situation, the fact that... Because a lot of these huge companies, you'd think they have so, so many members of staff, mm. when really the workload, it's like you can have all the staff in the world, but the workload is so intense that it's like... It doesn't even matter if you have 5,000 staff because everyone's doing so yeah. much in their own kind of thing. Like, you probably would have felt that at Bottega. Even though you were an assistant and there were so many people, like, probably above you, mm. you pro- you said you had, like, a lot of responsibilities that were yours. Yeah, that's like that. what I liked about Bottega was because I went into it and it's not just, like, an internship where you're making the coffees or something or... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you get to really be in the atmosphere of the brand and that's why I enjoyed my year there because I learned a lot because I was doing a lot yeah well Eva you've given so much amazing advice I'm so grateful for you (laughs) taking the time to come and talk to me I feel like I've learned so much even just talking to you (laughs) that I kind of didn't know before but that's really nice to know and have a light shone is it a light shone on light shone on yeah (laughs) yeah like have a light shone on obviously PR isn't one of those fashion jobs that I'll put out there like how a designer or a stylist yeah. is but it's also a job that's very rewarding like I feel like fashion PR is a rewarding job what do you, you think so too yeah for sure I feel like whatever job you're in like you'll find a way to find it rewarding yeah, like fulfilling. like stylists will find their work rewarding when they see it but PR also see it when they see their work because I feel like even though you guys are behind the scenes it's like you made that happen mm. I I ran so this magazine could <laughs> <laughs> literally and figuratively speaking I guess I feel like in a big picture there's lots of people involved yeah so even when you are a little intern and you're maybe just on the side of the picture you are still playing a part in it so yeah but yes you've given so much amazing advice thank you so much Eva for taking the time to talk I hope that whoever's listening has (laughs) gained some tips and learned something and maybe like seen something else it'd be interesting pursuing because you are allowed to fashion adventure like you can Mm. take the time to explore yeah what this is like for sure (laughs) (laughs) thank you again to everyone who took the time to listen and i'll see you on the next episode of the star report love sharon